Black Disability Experience Podcast. The Black Disability Experience Podcast. The Black Disability Experience Podcast. 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 The Black Disability Experience Podcast. The Black Disability Experience Podcast. The Black Disability Experience Podcast. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Black Disability Experience Podcast. I'm your host today, Ron. Got a very special guest, my brother from another real good dude right here. Give it up for my man, Mario Dixon. Peace, King. Peace, King. How you feeling? All is well, man. You know, kind of tired and sore from the <laughs> tournament, you know. I was about to say, <laughs> last time I saw you, man, y'all was giving us that, that L, man. Nah, y'all, it wasn't easy. Listen, y'all, nah, y'all guys were, you guys are building. Got a strong team. Yes, sir. And that wasn't no, what, what two, three points? Two or three points, something like that. Man. Yeah. We was close. Yeah. We was you close. Bust that three on them. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, sh- I shoot a little bit, man. Yeah, no so, for those that don't know, um, I myself play wheelchair basketball for the uh, University of Michigan Adaptive Sports Program. My man Mario here plays uh, wheelchair basketball for uh, the Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan. Detroit Wheelchair uh, Pistons. Good job. Yep, one of the team captains over there. Real good dude, man. Um, so, real, how long? How long you been playing wheelchair basketball, bro? Man, let's see here. Um, about this is about thirty. 30. No, not even thirty. I'll say this: about. 26 to 27 years. Okay, we're just going to round Yeah, up. round at 30. Drop the 30-piece yeah. on you. Okay, yeah. veteran. Big vet in the game, man. For those that don't know, man, you actually introduced me to the uh, sport of wheelchair <laughs> basketball. No doubt. You was interested. Yeah. Uh, not initially, but I did. You you pulled me you over. I was down there at um rim at one of the roundtable meetings. And um, mm-hmm. you, you approached me like, hey, bro, you ever play wheelchair basketball before? I'm like, Nah, man, I ain't never playing. I'm solid. Yeah. I'm good. You like, nah, bro. Trust me, it ain't nothing like that. You need to just no come doubt. out. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll come see you. I'll come check you out or whatever. But then came out. It's, it's been up since man, then. It's been up for sure. It's been up, up. Got us a championship and everything. Uh, first year. Yeah. First year. No doubt. Yep. That was your first yes, year. Yes, sir. Too. Yep. Yeah. Ten years into it, bro. No doubt. It's been exciting, man. It's no been doubt. it's been really exciting. Um, just the opportunities that it presents to you know people with disabilities. Mm. It just when you out on that court, it's just like a different world. No doubt for that forty minutes or you know whatever that time frame is. So yeah. thank you for uh, dropping that bug in my ear. Yeah, you already know. Appreciate That's you. what we supposed to do, right? Appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. you, OG. Um, so you work at Rim too, right? Yep, what? I work at Rim um, as the adaptive sports coordinator. Gotcha. So first of all, um, former patient of Rim, I was a patient at Rim in 1988. There you go. You know, after my recovery, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll get into that. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after my recovery, um, uh, spinal cord injury. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but um. I started working at Rim in 2002, so it'll be 20 years this year. Okay, congratulations. In November, man, so, Dope. yeah. Dope, So, in that role, as an adaptive sports coordinator, mm-hmm. can you explain, like, what some of your duties are? So, basically, it's just put together programming for people with disabilities, mm-hmm. uh, specifically uh, spinal cord injury. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not just catered to spinal cord injury, but that's what, you know, yeah. most of it is. But, you know, also limb loss, amputee, yeah. spina bifida, mm-hmm. uh, some cases probably like traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. You know, stroke depends on your, you know, really all disabilities because yeah. all of our activities aren't wheelchair basketball, you know, just wheelchair basketball where yeah. you have to have, you know, a certain amount of, uh, not skills, but what you're able to do, yeah, 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 uh, physically. But um, you know, we do a lot of stuff. We put, you know, I put together the programming, so I look into, you know, what people want to do, yeah. you know, to get back to life. That's how I look at it. Yeah, not only from the physical, and competitive and recreational, but it's more so 
social getting back socially active. Absolutely. You know, after your injury and whatnot. So we do everything from wheelchair basketball, wheelchair tennis, wheelchair softball. Mm-hmm. You want to swim, anything. You know, we can do anything we want to do, you know, just with adaptive equipment. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um, that's where I'm at with it, man. I just, I love my job, man. It's fun, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. You blast out a lot of great information, man. Like you said, all of those things you just named, a lot of people with fresh innate disabilities don't even know yeah. about all of those things and different opportunities. Um, I myself <coughs> have benefited from one of the uh, resources you sent out, the Cypher, Cypher Research Study. Yeah. Listen, I took advantage of that. I didn't did like three or four of them. <laughs> so you know what? And, and look, I sent out so many, man. Look, I try to do them myself, too. You know, they good. It's, that's a good one. So what was it? Um, fresh my memory. Basically, they pay you to conduct studies, um, yeah. and research and stuff like that. Right. I know, but specifically that one, not like what was that about? Um, do you remember? When, because like I said, I did like four of them. Okay. One of the studies was about. Was it basically some type of Michigan law or something like that? Okay. Like where you stand at. So they make, they paying you for your time. So I was there for like maybe four hours. They paid me like one hundred and fifty dollars just for your time. Yeah. So yeah, I would. And to get our input too. So that's absolutely, really what's about. Absolutely, too. anybody can do it. Able body people with disabilities. Yeah. So that's yeah. an excellent resource yeah. for somebody who, you know, may be looking for, maybe in need of a couple dollars. You know, that's right. A couple hours of your time, and they pay you right there on the spot before you leave. So oh yeah, that was one of them. That was one of them ones. Um, yeah, are you are you still involved with Pioneers for Peace? Well, so Pioneers for Peace basically is it's always going to be around as long as I'm here. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, um, but as a group, mm-hmm. um, it hasn't been you know um, as it was before. Okay. But like I said, Pioneers for Peace will never die, man. Yeah. Because, um, you know, as long as I'm here and I'm going to the schools and communities and whatnot. You know, it's gonna be in my heart, man. Absolutely, it's you bring that up, man. Absolutely, I um, I just randomly brought it up. But what, what was the primary mission behind that? What primary? Um, I'm sorry. What pioneers for peace? Yeah. So basically, our mission was, man, to try to quell this violence, man, mm-hmm. in our communities, man. That flat out, really, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just at first, I didn't want to do it, and it's crazy how I became involved. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, and that was a program that started through REM also through the volunteer services Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and they were like, Hey, you want to come out? You know, I said, well, I didn't really want to do it because I was still doing some unsavory, you know, uh, or involved in, in, you know, some activities that wasn't good. And, and me as a person, you know, I went out and I, and it felt good, but I felt like a you know hypocrite because mm. I how could I be going to talk to mm-hmm. kids, you know, and I'm still, you mm-hmm. know, doing whatever, and um, but it struck something in me. For one, it helped me. I I, I like how I felt mm-hmm. doing something positive. Absolutely, and it was like man. So you know, eventually I got you know, got got right through different channels and meeting great people. Yeah. One person, you know, very important, my mentor, mm-hmm. uh, Way Ola Sola. Okay. Um, you know, before he changed his name, his name was Willie Brown. Okay. Cause, you know, his government name. Gotcha. And, um, you know, he's the one that got me involved in, you know, somewhat of wheelchair basketball, mm-hmm. just getting out, man, yeah. and, and learning everything, you know, through him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that brother, man, that's he was the, the, the spirit, the drive, of pioneers for peace he wasn't the founder Mm -hmm. but when he became in lead of it you know it really went to another level we took it to another level there you go man shout out to him man no doubt bit of a uh backstory for pioneers for peace when um i came i tagged along with you one time for pioneers for peace oh man (laughs) Hey, what was this? We was heading there. We was um, we was going to Northern, I believe. Remember when we got there? The um, they had canceled our speaking engagement because the kids had started fighting. 
I don't. Oh my God! See, that's a. It was a time I came. Yeah, but really? we went. They um canceled the show, or whatever. But the the where I'm going with this, when I got in your van, I rode with you that day. Yeah, dude, I don't remember. That's crazy. <laughs> you remember? Now, normally you use hand controls. <laughs> no, okay, I know where you go. To drive, no, right. No doubt, no doubt. On this particular day. <laughs> so I'm getting in the car, and they're like, come on, bro. I'm like, all right, cool. I get in your van. you like, come on, bro. No, we, we good. I'm like, okay. So, so my man, basically, I guess his hand controls was broke at the time. And being the innovative spirit being that he is, this man was determined to get to this the speaking engagement to get to these kids, man. And was you want to tell them what you was using to, to operate your vehicle? Oh man! In a safe manner, of course. So, <laughs> um, just to clarify, you know, disclaimer: <laughs> don't do this. Right, 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 um, right. But yeah, man, I had you know, so <laughs> when I first. <laughs> Started getting back, you know, yeah. getting to driving after my injury. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I saw somebody, you know, I was like, man. So basically it was a shovel I cut, man, and taped up with black duct, duct tape, and it was long, and, yeah, you know, it was hitting the yeah. ass in the brick. Look and, at him. and, but your face, those kind of. I'm lying. <laughs> He was like, oh, you show me, you show me was okay. just like, It was your, it was, just, you were just certain, like, nah. We, <laughs> we good. good. <laughs> no doubt. All right, he said, we good, we yeah, good. Yeah. And you got us there safely. Um, <laughs> did what you had to do, man. I'm just like, man, this dude is, this dude but is. But I can just imagine. At first, like, hold on, bro. I'm just like. <laughs> but you, it was, yeah. like I said, it was your confidence. Like, no nah, yeah. we solid. And it was just, I rolled with it. Yeah, I was like twenty something years we, we, in. We, like we good. We bro. still here. We still here to tell the story. But again, disclaimer: we don't um, yeah, promote that. It was just a story that we going off of. But yeah. um, it's all about safety. At just, the end of the day. Absolutely, yeah. just showing this man's level. And of, I was young too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Just showing this man's level of dedication, man, to no to get to those kids and and give give them some some inspiring stories. Um, you worked in radio too, right? Well, um, so I went to Specs Howard, you know. Oh, okay, me too. Yeah, so you, you okay. remember we talked about that, yeah, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know if that's why, because I was like, yeah, that's what I did, you remember? Yeah, um, wow, okay. So, Shout out to Specs. No doubt, no doubt, Specs Howard Broadcast, yes, School sir. of Broadcast Arts. Yes, I think sir. it's changed now, but anyway. Yes, um, sir. Yeah, I was with RTV 14, mm -hmm. you know, 2000. Okay, okay. You know? <laughs> Radio um, we, or um, you was on the radio side? I, you know, but I was on the radio side. That okay. was the whole plan. The thing was, I thought I was going to learn about producing and, you know, yeah. engineering and mm -hmm. boards. And, you know, it wasn't that. Really. Yeah. But, um, you know, when you first, with the first two quarters, you're doing both. Right, 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 right. TV, until right. you figure so out I, what know, side Yeah, you but want. I knew, but my concentration was radio. I wanted okay. to do that. Yeah, that was so, nice too. But, uh, yeah, um, so when I went there, I interned at Detroit Radio Information Service. Okay. And this is a radio reading uh, service program for the blind and print impaired and people with disabilities. Gotcha. So it's not on your, like, you know, your dial 97.9 or 107.5. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a, you know, closed circuit radio. Mm -hmm. You know, we send out individual radios. Mm -hmm. and So, and our service was basically reading, you know, important information in the newspapers. So, for instance, like Monday, it will be Detroit Free Press. We read the whole paper from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Okay. Then, like, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., it's Consumer Corner. So, they read the Target ad. Okay. You know, gotcha. uh, Best Buy. Yeah. You know, so they get all their sales and know what's going on, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, and we have, you know, different specialty shows. Uh, you know, we have some volunteers come in. And all of our... The people that read and mm -hmm. come in and you know record mm -hmm. are volunteers, gotcha. so they volunteer their time to come in. Dope. So shout out to basically, them. you know, I was basically recording, editing, mm -hmm. you know. Okay. Um, unfortunately, a lot of old, uh, you know, tools I was working with. Okay. So, okay. 
So I'm gonna tell you when I went to Specs, we was working with real to real. Yeah, still, yeah, so yeah. we splicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I left, everybody came in with the digital. I was like, man, man they, they they took but, it up a notch. So when I got to Dress, I learned, you know, learned everything from the guy that was there. So, you know, I'm you know I'm on hands learning. So I'm yeah, gonna learn absolutely. everything that I need to know as far as computer wise, you know, with that programming. But the stuff, like I said, was pretty outdated and stuff. Okay. But great program, great service. So now was inside, you know, so D WDET, uh, yeah. 101.9 uh, National Public Radio Station here in Detroit, down at Wayne State Campus. Okay. You know, it's it's inside of their building, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to them, man. No doubt. Um, that is dope, man. All yeah. of this, you surrounding, immersing yourself in uh, a, a good cause, man, still staying true to who you are and what you're currently doing is, is admirable, man. I appreciate it. And it just happened like that, mm -hmm. you know? It's crazy because both my jobs, because I'm no longer there at okay. Detroit Radio Information Service, but both of my jobs had to do with dealing with people with physical challenges. Yeah. It's crazy, like, you that's, know? That's God for you, yeah. too, bro. He'll yeah. put you when it just makes sense and it click. Yeah. It don't be nothing Came but like him. that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Man. Um. So if you could be involved in any other profession, what would it be and why? Man, anything that's healthy. Mm. I, I can't say specifically, you know, um, but it'll be with, you know, just being of service, mm -hmm. you know, and um, because when you're of service, financially you're gonna be all right anyway. If you come with, if you come from the heart, yeah, and you love what you're doing, it's, it's, that'll come. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you're gonna probably have to do, you know, volunteer. Yeah. You know, whatever it takes, you know, um, and, and and it'll come to you. So, it'll be a something of service, something helping, you know, um, in the community. There you yeah. go. I'm currently working in the community, as you know, I work with the homeless population. Uh, and um, you for that too. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. Not the easiest work, but it can be very rewarding. Yeah, you know, you got some clients who for real, for real homeless. But when it's time to get housed, can be very particular yeah. about where they want to stay. Yeah. Even my, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, huh? I want. Do I have a balcony? It's just like, listen, man. sir. You sleep you got in a bedroom in the kitchen in the bathroom. You sleeping under <laughs> a bridge right now. It no don't problem. even really right. It don't really matter. Then you got those who are really grateful and oh, nephew, thank you so much. This like those are the ones who is just like okay, I think I'm on this. That you gonna build and you gonna make sure. Absolutely, they love me, bro. Same thing like, with my job. Look, it's the same, but it's on different spectrums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the yeah. same thing that I deal with. Yes, sir. You know, but if I had to pick a profession, it'd probably be music. I love music, bro. Yeah. I love music. I called myself rapping at one point. <laughs> I was pretty good at it too. But um didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah, that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um right. once one of my uh, homies passed away, I kinda I just kinda let it go. But yeah. being involved in music, absolutely. Like yeah. on the production side or yeah. songwriting, yeah. that's definitely yeah. something that I would love to still be attached to as long as time and that's it that's in our spirit I, you know we just man musically inclined it's, man. It's, like, it's there man if you don't know how to do it or how to make it you, you love it period absolutely you know, it makes you feel it's just the feelings you get it's from the it, vibes man, man. we was rocking out before i came up here man yeah. i'm like talking to them i'm like i'm getting in my zone oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm good but yeah, so speaking on music, man, for those that don't know, man, Rio Grande is your son. Yes, he is. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Fedbound 1, Volume 1, 2, 3. Yeah. Um, I don't need rap money. Cater yeah. to the streets. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember you gave me one of his tapes, bro. I'm like, yeah, check my son out. I'm like, I'll check him out. Yeah. Put it, popped it in. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he he going in. I heard you on uh one of the songs. Not rapping. A voice. <laughs> okay, rapping. but no, 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 no. But yeah, you know, kind of just speaking on there. On, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You getting your um executive producer credits on that <laughs> joint, man? Yeah, man. 
man. My man, hot artist, though. Very hot artist, man. Y'all on Spotify or YouTube. Look him up. Stream. Stream his records, man. Very hot artist. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate on, that. Yeah, man. yeah, man. Come on now. You yeah. know, you know what time we on. Yeah. Very, very, very hot artist, man. So check him out. So we didn't cover a lot, bro, but I wish we would have did this in the beginning. So what neighborhood did you grow up in? So I grew up in a neighborhood over, um, I always say, so I grew up on a street called Spokane. Spokane. Yeah, Spokane on the west side of Detroit. Okay. On Northwest Highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I always just, because people, I give, you know how you give monumental, like, kind of <laughs> where, like it's by this. Right, right, so, right, right, right. So uh, the original Steve Soul Food. Oh yeah, right on up the Grand road, River. Yeah, yeah, yeah Grand oh, River. Oh, Grand River. Yes. Yeah, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah right Grand River. Yeah, 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 that is Grand River. Grand yep. River, Joy Road, yep, yep. retirement area. Yes, sir. So right behind there. Okay. Right behind there, yeah. Okay. So uh, Spokane. So yeah, I, um, all my life, man. That's all I knew. The, the address: fifty-two twenty Spokane. Fifty-two twenty Spokane. Yeah. There so, you know. You know, schooling, you know, Pattengale Elementary. Okay. Weber Middle School, Northwestern okay. High School. Northwestern High. Okay, yeah. I was just about to ask about yeah. that. So what was um what what was high school like for you growing up, bro? Well, my freshman year I was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like there, you know how it is. Freshman year I was good. I mean, you know, because one thing about me, you know. I was always kind of like a class clown, you know. You and me both. Kind of, you know, and not just, I'm just a silly person Absolutely. naturally. Yes. So, yes. you know, uh, we get in trouble for stuff like that, little skirmishes and whatnot, fights. And, yeah. But academically, I was good. I could have been better. But yeah. you know how that goes. It's like, yeah, you just want to have fun or whatnot. Listen, man, you want to. You know, so, you know, I've been on the honor roll. Plenty of times, but you know, high school, ninth grade, I was good. Tenth grade, mm. yeah. So I went started high school eighty four. Okay. So you know that that's was the, that's the year I was born. <laughs> oh, man, you want to go there? Now. Oh man, <laughs> no, just, no. But so really much started the crack era. Yeah. Um, prior to that. Neighborhoods were neighborhoods. Yeah. Like, seriously. Right. Like, everybody looking out for each other. You know, um, if I got in trouble down the street in front of, you know, Miss Smith's house and she saw me, she would whoop my butt. She's going to crack you. And yeah. then, you know, I go home and it was the grand finale when waiting for me. Right. You know? But um, it was just the, the bonds, the togetherness. We did stuff together, you know, went to the drive-ins. Our whole block would just go to drive-ins together, Deep. hit the beach or whatever, you know, and just have fun. It was the the camaraderie, the spirit, you yeah. know, just, it was beautiful, man. Okay. Um, past 84, 85, man, it, you know, is what you see now in our neighborhoods, man. The yeah. Decline and, you know, deterioration of our family structures, mm. you know, Building structures, yeah. just structure. Yeah, right. In our, you know, in our community, but um, it was always still kind of tight. But like I said, crack got a grip on us, man. And um, cause it's always been drugs, man. But yeah, that oh, drug right. right there, that monster. Yeah, you know, came in and just uh, you know, destroyed us, man. But we building back. There you go. You know, um, we just got to get these people to see, you know, our people to see these kids. And it's more so the grown-ups, man. We yeah. gotta, we gotta step up and do go. what we need to do, you there know, you for go. our communities. But just to not to veer off what you the question you asked, though. No, you but the neighborhoods was, you know, like I said, beautiful, man. Trees, grass. Yeah. Wasn't nobody rich, but I didn't know I was poor either. Yeah. Because we was, you know, we were good. You had everything you we needed. We were good, man. You know, like just beautiful, man. And um, you know, everybody took care of each other past that man it just got kind of with the crack it became territorial now so this is where yeah. one thing what people need to know about Detroit wasn't no bloods and crips it wasn't about no colors yeah. you know uh, no GDs vice lords none of that it was how gangs are formed in Detroit was where you were from mm -hmm. basically where you slanging at or whatever yeah. mm -hmm. you know um, and really all gangs are what 
everybody who grew up together who knew each other yeah. in that section. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so we are this or we're that, mm-hmm. you know. And um, you know, it, it turned from buddies and, you know, everybody playing tag mm-hmm. and, you know, uh football and baseball to now we we slanging together, we protecting each other, we going title over here. On it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you know, and like I say, friendships turn to your friends turn to enemies and it's a lot of stuff, That's man. There's so many di- you know, levels of the absolutely the crazy bull we went through, you know, but um fast forward, you know, to eighty eight, man. Or before, right before I got shot, man, I got kicked out of all Detroit public schools for fighting in Northwestern. Okay. You know, in '88, I was supposed to, I was supposed to graduate in 1988 mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. Um, got kicked out of that March. You know, started hanging out because I wasn't hanging out with the fellas really. I was still, you know, I was doing my thing, but I was always a school guy. Just like me, bro. You know, and um, eventually, when I got kicked out, man, and I turned 18 and getting older. Just you know, I can do what I, I'm a man now, and Listen, you know that that look. That's what we think. Ignorant stuff, man. And then uh, you know, man got caught up, you know, in the drug world. Want, you know, wanted to get out there and do what everybody, what my friends yeah, were doing. Absolutely. You know, and um, I was like, man, they get money, getting you know the ten top tens, and mm. they fresh, and you know, and it, it was just, I, 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 it was an allure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man, that's cool. That, not knowing the price we would have to pay. Right. At the end of the day, but exactly. Uh, eventually, so I got kicked out of all schools. So summer, I was just wilding, man, just hanging out. My mother found some drugs. Actually, my baby sister, man, she found the uh, drugs I had in my bedroom, mm-hmm. and my mother caught her and just. So my sister could have ate them drugs and died, bro. Anything, you know. Yeah. And my mom, she's like, "Get out of here." Yeah. You know, you want, you know, you get out of my house. Yeah. You know, you would think I'm mine. I was like, "All right," you know, kind of like, yeah. You know, disrespectful. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. And um, so she would, you know, so I'm out there now. I'm spending night over a friends' house and stuff, and you know, now I'm getting into the now you really life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and um, then I end up uh, I got shot like October, so we were getting uh, into all kind of stuff. Yeah, so all through the summer it was just all kind of wildness going mm-hmm. on, hanging out, and I'm drinking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I wasn't, you know, that's about basically. I had my, you know, started drinking, started doing all kind of mm-hmm. stuff that wasn't me. Yeah, you've been a follower, bro. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. my story no, exactly. too. You know, that's what, you yeah. know, and that's that's everybody's story yeah. at the end of the day. That's her. I don't care how you want to put, you know, everybody. I'm a leader. I'm a le- before you're a leader, you gotta be a follower. Absolutely. This depends on what what the heck you follow. Absolutely. But you know, we all were followers, man. We didn't know what we were doing, including myself. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, but, I'm not oblivious to that. I I tell anybody that like, yeah. How'd you how you end up getting shot? It's just like. Trying yeah. to be somebody who I wasn't. Yeah. Being a follower. Everything that I was aspiring to do is from it came from me seeing somebody else doing it or wanting it. Now, we wasn't heavy in that era of, you know, the crack era, but you know, we was trying to get our feet wet, selling still little weed in, here, still in the st- guns, mm-hmm. um hidden licks, all type of in the game. Unnecessary yeah. shit, man. But yeah. just following someone else's um, leadership at the time, mm. and yeah, man. But I, you know where that come from, right? <clears throat> For me, it came from, and I'll let you elaborate on mm-hmm. that. For me, it came from my father not being around. Like my father been locked up, bro. Majority of my life, um, he locked up right now to this day. And um, yeah, 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 yeah,
Same and, um, song, right? Yeah, like she couldn't do much with me. Um, you know, she would tell me things, but it's just mm. like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to be cool. Mm. And you know, growing up, and just to get back to that, because we definitely want to hear more from you. Mm-hmm. I had to be a follower because growing up, the dark skin, heavy set dude, you're not necessarily always the the lady's choice. So. You do what you need to do in order to get with the cool kids mm. to make yourself a part of the uh, that selection of being the popular dude. So, again, one of my biggest downfalls being a follower. I tell my kids all the time, they tell you, be, be a leader mm. because your life can change in a blink of an eye. Mm. One silly, simple mistake can cost you a lifetime of uncertainty and that's that's number real talk so yeah but you you know say you was in the game running with the fellas back in 88 so yeah well, I, I got shot in 88 but it was well before then you know yeah i was all we were always running together from kids right right, they, right you know the change right you know and stuff like that but so no, go ahead so when so let's kind of walk through the day of events leading up to the day you actually got shot. Okay. Um, so, and at the time, so like I said, I, just to backtrack a little bit, mm-hmm. like I told you, I got kicked out of all Detroit public schools. Mm-hmm. So through the summer, it was just all kind of just madness going on. So when the uh, school get back in, you know, I enrolled myself in night school. That's one thing about me and my mother would, you know, like, and even though I was out there, I still, like, I want to get my diploma, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to McKenzie Night School. Okay. You know, I was going to night school because when you turn 18 back then, you know, you couldn't go to, you know, regular school. You had to go to adult. Adult school. Yeah, yeah. which was night school. Gotcha. So I went to McKenzie Night School and um, started that in September, man. And, you know, we used to have uh, – <laughs> Not funny, but it used to be called rental base. Rental base. So, you know, okay. renting uh, a drug user's car. Mm, okay. You know, give them some drugs and then let us drive their car. Yeah. Joyride mm. and, you know, doing all kind of st- yeah. crazy stuff. And um, so I had access to a, you know, a, a customer's car. Yeah. And so I would drive myself to school, you know, and you handling business, yeah, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, you know, but still, yeah. you know, how it was got, you know, or how, you know, was able to get it, you know, was, you know. Still, but still, still, I was, you know, I was still having business. business. I was still, you yeah. know, but at the same time, and we'll talk about this later, you know, straddling that fence. Man, yeah. You can't straddle that fence, Mm-mm. you know, because you, you're going to have to make a decision. Absolutely. Or it's going to be made for you. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, man, um, so... It's one this this one particular night, and it's crazy because, like I said, I'm handling business. I'm going to school and get my you know education and whatnot. But after night school, I'm on the block. Mm-hmm. Go get me a forty ounce of beer. Mm-hmm. You know, started smoking weed. You know, I'm just you know slinging drugs. You know, hanging out. And uh, one of my partners, you know, he we were hanging out at this after hour club. You know. No, motorcycle clubs. This this was a thing back in the day and this I think till this day. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, they let young people come in there and party. Yeah, and it's do still stuff a no, they've been there all night. Yes. So exactly. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I'm grown I'm thinking I'm grown at this time, you know, we hanging out. And um we had stopped going because it was something that had occurred a couple of weeks before because we were getting into it with everybody, man. Like, you know. And um but it was just so crazy and hot at this certain place that, you know, we was like, we stopped going because somebody had got killed up there. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't nothing that we did, but it was just, it yeah. was crazy like that. So it was a young man got killed up there. He was like 14, 15 mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so that happened early in the summer, like I said, early in the summer. So. Like I said, around this time, September, October, you know, I'm coming. I came from night school. It's the day of. 
pull up at the corner store when we was doing our thing, whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my 40. I'm out there basically by myself at this point because it's dark. Everybody's doing what they're doing. I think it's a it's a Friday night. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday evening. Oh yeah. Um, October 23rd, night. Well, it was the 22nd, 1988. Okay. You know, but when I got hit, when I got shot, it was October 23rd. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. So, one of my partners, like I said, he come, he roll, you know, not roll up, you know, roll come yeah, yeah, yeah. me like. Mm-hmm. Man, what you doing? You got, you know, you got the ride. Let's, you know, go up here, to, you know, over here and just hang, take some pictures, you know, and drinking, you know, get with some girls and, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, man, you know. But after that, forty got at me. That's <laughs> that little liquid courage get in me. Right. You know, not even liquid. You know, just like, all right, you know, my my my. All let me see all uh. Just all whatever good went out the window. There you go. You know, yeah. of not, you know, sticking to the plan or whatnot. And um, my girlfriend at the time, I was supposed to, you know, been going over her house and mm-hmm. chilling and mm-hmm. eating, you know, with her family and stuff. And I did that. Okay. She asked me not to go. And this is Mario's mom. Okay. Yeah, Mario's mom. Gotcha. And so, you know, uh, uh, speaking of, Mario was conceived like not even a month before I got shot. Wow. That's crazy, right? Wow. And he always knew his pops in the wheelchair. And we'll get to that, you know. Yeah. But gotcha. so that night, he's like, yeah, so I get geeked up, hyped. Yeah. Let's, let's go now. Yeah. We end up riding out, going down there. We chilling, drinking. And at the time, I'm talking with uh, my girlfriend's mother, Mario's grandmother. You know, she's in there. You know, my, uh, his auntie, mm-hmm. you know, Yana's sister. And I'm like, uh, they were like, yeah, you, you know, Yana pregnant. And I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, but right. I wasn't like, no, you know. But it was just like, you know. But I'm so it's that moment. out of my mind, drunk, yeah. and like, you know. So we just talking. You know, it wasn't no. And then, uh, you know, her sister like, hey, so my partner that was with me was getting into a bar with one of our enemies, so-called mm-hmm. enemies, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. You know, and um, so I go up there and, what are, you know, what's happening, what's going on? Right. And, you know, they're like, yeah, what are, you know. So one thing about these places, these motorcycle clubs, you get into it in these places, they beat everybody yeah. down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No matter who you with, that's you know they don't have that in there. You in, know, in those so spaces, yeah. they came up, so we kind of separated. We was up at the bar, we kind of separated. Mm-hmm. I go back to sit down, and I get on the dance floor with my you know son's auntie. You know, we just you yeah. know just dancing, talking and stuff. And one of the guys was like, you know, standing on the side, kind of like, you know, like. You know, we the only ones, it's probably a couple other people on the dance floor, but he he's being, standing like where we at. Being on a head. tough guy. Yeah. So I, you know, I walk over, you know, and you know, like I said, full of drink and, you know, just felt like I you know, and he was there to disrespect me and yeah. then I went up there, approached him. Yeah. And we didn't fight then, but what it was, you know, we we was close to it. They was right there. They snatched us, threw us out. Mm-hmm. So they us out and then somebody else some of the, one of the other boys so we's out there you know fighting whatnot mm-hmm. yes so in between time which I didn't know some more of my some more of my partners come up in there they were back there shooting pool and whatnot so okay. they didn't see me get kicked out it was only a couple guys saw me get kicked, kicked out. out okay so when he came out we all out there fighting and whatnot um some more of the guys pulled up and they little ride, they had guns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We jumped in the, you know, the you know, the car that I had mm-hmm. and, you know, they rolled past sh- shooting it up. But, you know, I didn't get shot then, but you know, I kinda, you know, ducked down. We, mm-hmm. and I'm so crazy drunk high that we ain't got no guns. We ain't got no heaters, nothing. Mm-hmm. But I just I stabbed out behind them, trying to mm-hmm. I rammed them up in the yard. I back out, you know. So the area we was in, I didn't know the area mm-hmm. that well, and 
I drove down like you know I was driving down one ways and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, you know, somebody you know somebody else drive mm-hmm. whatnot. So one guy got in there, God rest his soul. I was like, we like go straight to the neighbor, go straight to the hood. Mm-hmm. We we end up. I I lean I lean back. I look up. We riding on the side of Northwestern, which is you know their neighborhood over there, man. So we riding down. Lawton or something on, you know, and we in the enemy's territory. Mm. And I'm like, man, and it's raining cats and dogs, Ron. Mm. Cats and dogs, like you can't even see in front of you oh, 10 that feet. that type of rain. Gotcha. Why the car break down? Uh, in the middle of their hood, we getting out. We like the Warriors trying to get home. I don't know if you know the Warriors, the old school movie, but we, so we, we going down this street, man, and trying to get back across Grand River. Mm-hmm. We get to the street right before you cross Grand River, Look down. There they go. Mm. So, my my partner, because it was another partner, so it was two, you know, two of my guys with me, mm-hmm. and so I ran towards the guys and hit the alley where they, you know, because I was going to where he was trying to get to. So I ran, you know, to get there to get a get a gun yeah. from his, you know, girlfriend, people, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, I made it in the house and everything. I could have stayed in there, and, you know, but I'm like, yeah. no, I'm going to go back out here yeah. and hit off a couple of shots, man, and that's all it was was that because that's all was in there was like mm. three three shells. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I can't. I get behind the car. I'm, I can't run. Or I, I got to get try to get back up right. in there. Right. And when I was running back up in there, hit all the stairs on the porch. I, that's when I got hit, but I didn't feel it, man, because I, like I said, I was basically numb. Yeah. I was twisted, and <laughs> I fell, and I thought I tripped over something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, help me, you know, give me some, you know, y'all said, give me, you know, some more gun, whatever, whatever. And he was like, get up, and I tried to get up, man, almost, and I was like, man. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got shot. And what's crazy was, one of our enemies, uncle was the one that picked me up wow and put me in the car and i'm all in this face man we gonna we gonna kill right, we gonna right, do this right, this right, and right. that he like man y'all need to stop this man i'm all he carried me right. like man he could have just threw me down right, if he right, wanted right. to man but right. it was like y'all need to stop this whatever whatever so they you know stuffed me in you know the car you know uh my homeboy's girlfriend brother's little honda mm-hmm. and drove me henry ford that was it, man. Woke up in the morning, like I said, man. I remember, I didn't, I didn't have no surgeries. I got shot one time in my back. It was with a twenty-two, mm. basically a twenty-two long. So they say it was a rifle. Um, no blood. It closed right up, bro. It's crazy. I didn't have no. It's a little spot, little speck on my back, man. You would trip out. So they didn't remove. No, I, the bullet's still in me to this day, bro. Wow. They didn't want to remove because it was like. It wasn't gonna do nothing, but probably, probably you know, make it a higher yeah. injury level of injury that I wow. do have. No blood. Yeah, so I'm paralyzed from the waist down, from basically the belly button down. Wow. You know, so, um, yeah, man, I you know, crushed of course, but I was more you know, like I said, young and stupid. I like I said, I didn't even cry, and it was more like, man, you know, I'm mad and whatever, whatever, man. But it was like not knowing what that my life could change forever, and actually for the better. There you go. So there you go. Yeah, I man. say that about my situation all the time, man. Like, see, like you, I'm glad you said you like you got shot. You just kind of fell. See, when I got shot, I was sitting in the car already. Oh yeah. I was the driver, so. But I knew something wasn't right though when I got shot. Of course, you hear the shots go off. But when we trying to scatter, my homie who in the passenger seat, he get out and like, come on, we gotta go. He come over. So I'm thinking I'm just about to scoot over to the passenger seat and <laughs> yeah, I scoot over. But my legs, legs my legs were still in the driver's seat. So it was like, then I'm just like, you know, at that time. It was surreal, it was wasn't it? Like, it was like a- then I look at my chair, bunch of blood on my chair. Mm. I'm like, I grabbed my legs, pulled them over, and I just couldn't, I 
couldn't believe it, bro. Like, but then my homie in the back, he shot at the same time. So I'm really more worried about him because my situation still ain't registering with me. He in mm. the back holding his chest. I'm holding his hand, bro. It was yeah, like a movie. It was a real it? movie type situation, real? bro. Like, it's crazy. It's wild. So when you, I guess when you finally. When you finally realized what was really going on, what what thoughts were going through your mind at that time? Tomorrow, like after the suit, after like the, I'm talking about as dude is like carrying you, you realizing was, what's going on. I'm no, I told you, I was, I wasn't even me. I was out of my mind. I was drunk, bro. Okay. I drunk. Look, this is the thing. The drink was back then was Kanai wine. Okay. These big bottles of little wine, and you know we was drinking wine and beer, man, and. Like I said, and we smoked a joint or two, and I, and I drunk like two forties. Like I said, prior to prior getting to there, that. so like I said, I didn't feel nothing, bro. Okay, I didn't feel nothing. Like I said, um, I remember, but I don't feel nothing. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, but as far as that next day, mm. like I was like, you know, yeah, it was crazy, bro. It was crazy, you know that. Then, like I said, you know, I told my mom. It was just crazy, man, that, that first day because a lot of people visited. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, when I was in the hospital, you know, it was crazy. Y'all going to really crack up about this. It was just, um, I'm in Henry Ford. You know, I'm looking out the window on the boulevard. It's crazy out there. It's so many people. It's, that's when Michael Jackson came to, uh, Motown, uh, to Motown. Oh, wow. <sighs> I'm looking out the window like, what the hell is right. going on? You What's know, all this? Like, yeah, like, wow. it's MJ. Yeah. You know, and um, it was just rainy, man. You know, and, you know, my mom, I told her, like I said, I told her my girl was, you know, pregnant mm-hmm. at that time. And mm-hmm. it was, yeah, man, it, it was it was turbulence. Yeah. It was turbulence, man, but I had great support, man. Like that's that's the key to all this at the end of the day too. You know, my mother, my sisters, you know, my family, man. You know, a couple of homeboys, man, that's yeah. you know, really like I said, a lot like I said, a lot of people that I know, I still know from back in the day, I still know, man, like before all this, man, before the madness and stuff like that, mm-hmm. man, you know. Um you know, families, man. You know, it's just like everybody's intertwined yeah. and stuff. So, um, it's some people that, you know, you got to let go. And some people, and they reveal themselves. Oh, yeah. You know, everything's, that's one thing, too. They just you need, know this. They just need a little time, man. Yeah. A little you know, time. Um, yeah. you know, you, you're growing into a man. I was a young, I was still a kid, bro. So, about to have a baby. We grew up together. Mm. Right. You know, me and Mario. Right. Man. We, you know, I right. learning and yeah. we both learning, yeah. man. So I'm like, man. So and like you said, not having a father, knowing how to to be a man. You know, our moms did all. You know, did everything they could. They and did what they could. But yeah. when we went out them doors, we were, you know, blind leading the blind. We were fathering each other, man. Yeah. You know, like because that's what we saw. You know, sure we didn't really have that many male figures in our life. I had a couple. I'm not going to sit up here and say what. No, I had some. And this one thing, too. Because one thing, for sure, I'm not a gangster. Mm. I'm not, you know, none of that, man. But I um, I did have some positive stuff, but the negative was just outweighing it, man. It was just the Lord. Like I said, my, you know, like it happens to all of us, yeah. you know. But some people uh, get smart quicker. Yeah. You know, time reveals everything, man. You know what's crazy? Those people who are who were around around that time and giving that advice, it, it sticks now. It wasn't sticking back then. Yeah. So you always we heard it, but we weren't listening. One, but but now that's all I hear. Like, nah, yeah. you know, you need to be doing this. You know, you don't need to be doing that. And again, with my kids, I try to pass that same message on to them. Mm-hmm. Any young dude that I may be in contact with, listen, bro. That ain't the way. I'm, no I'm telling you from experience, that ain't the way. And I get you might not even feel or hear this mm. right now, but when it does register, you'll hear me. Just like how 
I hear these old, uh, my old, my old school, um, big OGs, homies big homies, real. and all of that yeah. playing constantly back and forth in my head now. So, yeah. So, at that point, you know, you say you had your support, you had your people that were supporting you. Yeah. Um, at what point would you say you became comfortable with having a disability? I'm still not comfortable now, mm. but it is what it mm. is. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I just knew I had to live, man. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to live. Not only for me, it was more for, for my, you know, for my son, my, you know, my mom. I just really, and this, I'm going to tell you one thing that I did feel. I felt bad because my mother tried so hard, bro. And I didn't even want her to see me like that, dude. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's like, dang. A lot of, see, that's one thing. I had, I'm leading two little lifestyles, you know, like, because all, you know how it is, you know, the, the, the elders on the block. Mm -hmm. I'm a nice guy, you know, because I'm always smiling, laughing, yeah. jovial, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and helping out, mm -hmm. cutting grass. So when a guy hurt, they couldn't believe it. Like, what, Mario, what? Right. You know, it's a, yeah. a lot of people couldn't believe it, right. you know. Um, Same way here. Yeah, so um, what was the question again, man? I, I kind of got sad. Because um, I was thinking, it's so much, basically man. I, can't we was just, I was just asking, what was the, um, at what point did you become comfortable with oh, having yeah. a disability? And, I mean, you gave a real-ass response because mm -hmm. you said, you still not there for real. I mean, and I feel the same way about my situation. But I am comfortable, period, just in self and mm -hmm. in myself. Okay. So in that, I guess in, at the end of the day, I guess you could say I am comfortable, you know, because I'm just comfortable with myself. I know me. I I, I know myself. Yeah. You know, I love myself. You, you know, so I don't care what aspect of life you in or where you at or level of life. It's about how you feel about self. You, you know go. what I'm saying? So yes, sir. this chair don't make me, man. And you know, it I just I just roll, bro. It definitely <laughs> stop I just nothing. roll and keep it moving and do what I gotta do because I don't think about that. There you go. And most people say that, like, I don't see that wheelchair when I see you. Because I guess it's just how I cause I'm I'm just moving. There you go. I just can't stop, man. There you go. I'm not man. gonna stop. What what does the term built to last mean to you? Self-exclamatory. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's built to last, man. So, again, another one of my, you know, friends, you know, homies back in the day, he, he had um, he had that painted on his car. Like, you know how he used to, you know, back, so this is like 88, 80, no, like 89. And he had that like on the back. He had a citation, man. You know, with the sounds in it. Okay. You know, it's like a glorified Chevette, big, little bigger, right? Okay. But had the sounds in. Uh, we was hanging in it, boy. We be hanging, you know. And he had, and it's just that just resonated with me, bro. You know, like I just feel like we all built to last, man. And. I got that tatted on me, man, and that's that's just me, man. All over it, every just when I think about my life mm. and what I've been through, and it ain't like I had the worst life either, nothing like mm -hmm. that. But you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just like, no matter what, man. I'm you know, just iron with it, man. Iron Supreme. That's another name you I go. you know I use for myself, man. It's like, no matter what be dinged up or whatnot, but I'm still, you know, I'm still moving, I'm still coming. Rolling strong, and I'm gonna get back. That's right, and that's another moniker. That's, you know, you that's what it is, man. It, that's just how I feel, bro. You know what it is. It's your spirit. Yeah. That's what, you know, like, when I tell these guys, you know, because, you know, I meant to a lot of guys, like how you meant to guys mm -hmm. and stuff, man. And it's just like, it ain't gotta be in no wheelchairs, and that's what I think the young guys, I'm not gonna lie to them, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you to do something negative, or you know, they know I'm coming from the heart with it. And they, you know, they probably won't like it yeah. at the time, but That's okay. they know I'm telling the truth, right. <laughs> and they know I'm for real. And 
you know, just I just try to help, man, because see, that's one thing for sure. It's too much negative going on, and then it's no positive without negative. It's no mm-hmm. negative without positive. But now it's like it's like the scales. What you want to outweigh what? Right, right. So your duties and your service or whatever you're doing in life, mm-hmm. it's gonna tip them scales to whatever you know. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So what side you want to be on? And and I didn't been a part of the destruction, man. And, you know, and I'm just trying to be right. I, I ain't the best person, but I'm just trying to be right, bro. That's every day. I think as a human, man, woman, and child, you just try you just try to get right before you leave here, man, and try to leave, you know, something good, you know, just behind, man. Something that, you know, like, man, you know, I love that dude, man. Or you know, like he, he was known for X, Y, and Z. Like for real, you know. I don't, you know, that's that's just how I feel personally, you know. Absolutely, man. Um, so we're gonna close it out with the final question of the day, man. So, for someone who might be listening to this podcast, right, right. up in the hospital, or just going through whatever, and they find out that they are paralyzed. <coughs> what what type of advice would you would you give to them? Man, so much. But the first thing I'm gonna tell them is just be still, be quiet. Mm. Just for a little, you know, and just listen and look now. It's cause now you about to see the real, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and let them know that you're going to be all right. It just depends on your next move or what you're going to, you know, because it's going to be some changes you're going to have to make. Yeah. You know, something that you probably not, you know, even if you're not comfortable with it, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to make some changes, whether it's personally, you know, financially, family, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because evidently, because everybody wasn't shot yeah. when they got their injury, right, but right. you know they could have been hit by a drunk driver, or they maybe been the driver that was that was drunk, right, right, um, or accident on the job. But mm-hmm. let them know like you're gonna be all right, but it depends on how you approach this. And I'm living proof, man. I you know, and I don't give them no false hope or nothing like that. Like you know, I'm just letting them know. Just work, you know. It's just like before you got injured, you just you gotta work for what you want. Yeah. How you want to see yourself. Absolutely. So and but you will be all right. Just you know, because I came, you know, you come across some stuff with people like I can't live like this, and I, I thought like that, mm. you know. But I wasn't gonna do nothing to myself to harm myself. But I felt like that. Yeah. But I didn't know what was there. Yeah. You know, so that's why I'm glad I'm in the position home. I'm in. You know that, like you're in the position you in, mm-hmm. that you can, like, give them that insight because I didn't have nobody like me, man. Yeah, you know, except after you know about three years, mm-hmm. them first two or three years was was hectic. Yeah, you know, but when I met my mentor and stuff like that, so I just let them know you're gonna be all right, man, and. I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk to death. I'm not going to talk to him about this wheelchair sports or nothing that. Yeah. I'm talking about real life. What were you doing before, you know, like, just, you know, and let them know about me first and what, you know, and just keeping it all level, all level, and let them know that at the end of the day, like I said, man, you're going to be all right because you're here for a reason. There you go. Leading by example. No doubt. Well, there it is, man. Mario, my brother from no another. Doubt, bro, you know what it is, man. Appreciate you coming through, man. I appreciate Make, you having me, Making bro. this happen, man. Anytime, bro. You know how we rock, man. Please let um, our listeners know where they can find you at on social media and any other platforms where you can be reached for those who potentially want to inquire about some adaptive sports mm-hmm. um, activities and things of that nature. So, um... I work at Rim, well, so Rehabilitation Institute of Michigan, uh, Rim Foundation. Mm-hmm. So it's Rim Foundation. It's the nonprofit. Um, uh, my email is m dixon m d i x o n 
at dmc.org if you want to get involved in you know uh helping people out and getting your life together or you know if you want to just you know have fun you know but you know come out and stay active um also um my facebook page that's crazy because i <laughs> my face. I think I think it's Mario Dixon. Mario it's, Dixon. It's Rolling Mario Strong. Rolling Strong. Yeah, Rolling Strong. No, it's Rolling Strong Dixon. Dixon. It's not Mario. Yeah. Rolling Strong Dixon. Look, I'm up here right now, <laughs> procrastinating, trying to stretch out the other stuff. <laughs> no, but yeah, Rolling Strong Dixon on Facebook, man. And it's crazy. I just I just got on Facebook when the pandemic started. Yeah. Man. So you know, I'm glad I did yeah. though, man. There you go. Like everybody says, what you. Absolutely. What you, what you use, what you do, utilize it for. But Absolutely. Yeah, Rolling Strong Dixon, and you know, uh, on Facebook. All right, man. Well, that's it for us today. Stay tuned for episode three on season one of the Black Disability Experience podcast. Peace. Peace, gang. Black Disability Experience Podcast. The Black Disability Experience Podcast. The Black Disability Experience Podcast. Podcast, podcast, the Black Disability Experience Podcast, the Black Disability Experience Podcast, the Black Disability Experience Podcast, 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 podcast. Yeah. podcast. the Black Disability Podcast. If you don't like the title, please kiss my ass. Overall, I'm trying to do something different. Nipsey Hustle taught me be prolific. It's gonna be a sight to see Black man supporting positivity Uplifting the community Hosted by R-O-M-E Black Disability Experience Podcast The Black Disability Experience Podcast The Black Disability Experience Podcast Podcast Podcast, the Black Disability Experience Podcast.